Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I will be your host this afternoon, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, my brother in trouble, <laughs> my brother Alex. Alex, how you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm better now. I'm better now. You were stressing there for a minute. Yeah, for a little bit. You know, when, when you get a phone call, when you get a phone call from your parents, and usually it's mom that calls you. Right. And I answer, and it's not mom, it's dad. That's right. It's funny, like, um, <clears throat> my kids, right, are, I have two of them that are grown and gone, and they say the same thing. Like, they have a different expectation when they answer the phone, and it's me <laughs> or my wife, right. right? And for me, like, I saw your reaction, because you put them on speaker, and I have the same reaction. It, it's the house phone, right? Right. So it says mom and dad. Yeah. And it's 95% of the time it's mom. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but then that 5% of the time it's dad, it's like, oh, shit. What did I do? I'm freaking 40 years old. Like, what the hell did I do wrong? Yeah, I don't, you know, yeah. Well, no, I don't think like that necessarily. I just, like, A, I wonder if something happened to mom. Mm-hmm. Right? Because for mom to not call just seems kind of weird. And then B... I do assume that something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I assume some either something's broken at the house or some shit, right? But I, and so I immediately start worrying. Yeah, no, nah, I, I don't. Not worry. I Worry's don't. Not the right word. Because I think you can tell in the tone of voice. As, as soon as you hear the their tone, mom or dad, you I I can tell. Mom, yes. Dad, no. Because it doesn't matter what it is. When dad calls, he's gonna say hi. He's going to ask you how the family's doing, and then he's going to get down to business. And he's going to drop the bomb on you. Right. Mom, you can tell right away because yeah. mom will, yeah, will yeah. quickly will sometimes not even say hi. Right. 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 Like she'll just go right into what, what her problem is. Yeah. And you can, and her tone of voice is different, right? Well, I got to call back once I get out of, the, out of here. Oh, yeah, because I so, blamed you for everything. I'm just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to defer everything to you. Yeah, it was funny when you when you answered and it was dad. I was like, I was gonna jump into the conversation and stuff. Uh, when you, I heard it was dad, I was like, hmm. that was a wise choice. Wise choice. <laughs> I went radio silent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's probably other people that wish some people would go radio silent. Hmm. Me, I wish that baseball people would stick to baseball and go radio silent and stop. Bad mouthing people on Twitter and stop booing fans and all this other bullshit that seems to be going on with the Mets, only with the Mets. Yeah, well, I mean, that's Mets are gonna Met. Look, man, the booing. I'm sorry, but the the booing doesn't bother me. Like the fans booing the players, it doesn't bother me. Like I don't see anything wrong with it. I, like. I'm sorry, this is not Kansas City, this is not Milwaukee, this is not Colorado, this is not Arizona, Boston, Philly, New York, L.A. maybe, I don't know. L.A. is more worried about fighting and stuff among each other and with other fans. They've taken over the worst fan base, by the way, but that's that's a different story. But I mean, Philly, Boston, New York, like... It is what it is, man. You're going to get booed. If you don't perform and you don't hustle out the box in baseball and you play lazy baseball, you're going to get booed. Plain and simple. And the Mets fans, I don't think they're booing. Look, Lindor has a really big target on his back because he makes a whole lot of freaking money. Mm -hmm. But I think the Mets fans in general, I know I'm one of them, are just... Tired and frustrated of the lack of offense. There's no offense. So, we're not going to boo the guy that makes a million dollars and comes off the bench. We're going to pay the guy, we're going to boo the guy who coincidentally has has not had a great season. Kind of started to come around a little bit, but he hasn't played up to what the expectations were. Lindor. Yeah. So, you're gonna get booed, plain and simple. I mean, and I, and I, I just I, and I feel like Mets fans have have gone soft a little bit. 
Here, here's my thing. Like, I, no one comes to my job and looks at a spreadsheet that I did wrong and starts booing me, right? <laughs> no one comes to your job when you screw up and boos you. So personally, for me personally, I'm not a booer. That's just me. But I also don't have a problem with people booing, right? I don't have a problem with Chuck in Section 216 booing his head off when Baez goes 0 for 5 with 5 strikeouts, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, I don't do it. It's not my thing. But that's Chuck's thing, Bob's thing, Phil's thing, whatever, right? Knock yourselves out. But I have a bigger, my bigger problem is with these athletes that they, that they have to kind of, quote unquote, retaliate, right? Because that's what, that's what they're doing. They're, like they're turning around and booing the fans when they do well. Well, first of all, Chuck up in section 216 probably didn't even notice the little thumbs down thing, right? Like he's too fucking far away. Not to mention it was like... In the seventh inning, he's three de- three beers deep. He does not right. know, right? He's looking to punch a Nationals fan in the face yeah. more than he's looking at your little thumbs down thing. It's just, it's dumb. And it really strikes me from Baez. Bro, you have played 17 games in New York. You have been here for one month. Bad in 210, by the way. Who cares? Batting 010. You've been here for a month. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, seriously, you're a grown ass man. You mean to tell me that people booing <coughs> has got you, your feathers ruffled so bad that you gotta boo back? Like, yeah. grow up. People need to just shut up and do the best they can and just stop with the And here's the thing with with the stupid stuff. Like it's dumb. You're you're a you're a highly paid professional baseball player and you're worried about Bob in section four fifty five? What? <laughs> Are you kidding? It's it's not just Bob, it's it's pretty much the whole all the fans are booing him. But rightfully so. You're worried about Alex? In bleacher section three fifteen, fans in Chicago love the guy. They fucking love him. I don't know if it's because it's a different culture in Chicago. I don't, but I, well, it could be. It could, could be because of a World Series, right? Yeah, it could well, be because and, and of that. It, and it is a completely different culture in Chicago, right? They're the lovable Cubbies. Right. They, they, you know, they've been losers forever, and and that place still loves their Cubbies, and that's fine. Just like it's fine for Mets fans to boo when your team has won 9 out of 32 games. Here's the thing. They started doing that thumbs down thing in the Philly series. That's when things kind of start. That's when Philly took over first place. Right? Or somewhere around there or the series after. I don't know. But that's... So they've been doing it for three weeks. Has it been that long? I thought it was like a week. No, three weeks. They've been doing it for three weeks. And within those three weeks, they've been playing like shit. Now, all of a sudden, they score nine runs. Watch out now. The fucking offense is about to explode. Yeah, yeah so... And you take two out of three from the Nationals, who are in fourth place in the division. And and traded away half their team. Right. And you want to do the thumbs down thing, and you want to come out and explain what it means, and, and what... Like, really? That's... It's childish. He, he, it's childish. But um, I hope the Mets fans at City Field don't forgive him, and he really, he, it's really put up a shut up time now for Baez and pretty much the whole team, who's you know, Pilar and Lindor, because any slip up that they have, don't go oh oh for four with three strikeouts. You, I mean, you're gonna get booed. Well, well, by they're they're gonna get they're gonna. All they're doing is inciting the fans. Because now it doesn't matter. Pete Alonso, it's not going to matter. Nah, Pete Alonso gets a pass. No, no, no. no yeah, no. he gets a pass. No, they're all going to get booed You, you know why he gets a pass? He won the he, home run derby. Yeah. Nah, he, he's... You're representing. Him, him and Nimmo absolutely get a pass. In, in my book, they do. And I think and I think most Mets fans say the same thing. I, I disagree with you. I think they're going to boo every chance they get now because now it's... 
an us versus them type of thing. Uh, and and but look, Baez doesn't give a fuck. He's going to be a free agent. He can take his talents to South Beach or some shit. Whoever offers him a ton of money, and he can you know he's he's going to move on with his life. Lindor, on the other hand. You know, you just signed that big deal. You better come out and say sorry or something. Yeah, seriously. But and 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 you know, we got into this. We got into this back and forth a couple of weeks ago. You and I about Steve Cohen, mm-hmm. right? And this is this is to me, this is part of the reason why Steve Cohen shouldn't do what he did. Because antagonizing your own people during. You know, and, and publicly antagonizing your own people during the season, out in public, I guess that's what publicly antagonizing means. <laughs> it's just, it's just a bad way to go. It's a bad look for the organization. It's a bad look for him. I understand he doesn't care. I understand he's trying to get something going, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. More often than not, this is the result. Right? Things start to get from go from bad to worse. Except for yesterday when they scored nine runs, it's just—it's silly. It's—it's it's dumb. And it lacks professionalism, and I—I I just again, I, I'll make the same point I made back then. I just don't see what it accomplishes, and I think more often than not, it's a negative as opposed to a positive, and we're we're seeing it now. Yeah, yeah, I see a lot of tweets out there about you know, oh, would you want? people or fans to come to your job look if i was poorly performing at my job i'd be lucky to get a verbal or a warning i'd get fired okay <laughs> these guys are successful 30 percent of the time fail the other 70 well bars is more like 2080 <laughs> and he ain't getting fired as a matter of fact he's probably gonna end up getting paid this winter yeah so I don't like when people say that because it's not the same thing. You know what I mean? Well, it's just, it's and, really and, not. And, and the people that say that, it's kind of disingenuous, right? Because the fact of the matter is you don't perform your job in front of a, a crowd of people, right? That are you, paying my salary. Regardless, <laughs> regardless, right? You perform your job. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what you do day to day, right? But you perform your job around five, ten people. Right, and then you interact with a bunch of people via email, and, and that's about it. You don't do your job in front of 15, 20, 30, 40,000 people every day. Yeah. So don't tell me, oh, people don't come to your job and boo. Look, if any job where you're doing it in front of 15, 20, 30, 40,000 people, and you do it poorly, you're going to get some knuckleheads that are going to boo you. Especially when there's alcohol involved, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, That's the other thing. It's gonna happen. No one it's is not showing, the same. No one is showing up at your place of work, you know. Boo! You misspelled that word in the email. <laughs> like, so th- that argument is silly to me. Yeah, I don't like it. It's part of the reason why I don't boo is because I just don't. I just, I personally, I just don't see the point. Now, I'm the kind of person that. I love my team no matter what. Whether they're playing great or they're playing bad, I love them. And I don't want them I, I don't I don't want to hurt their feelings. I'm not happy about it. I'm not, I'm probably going to watch a few less games here down the stretch now that they're, you know, fading out, right? But I'm not I'm just not going to boom. That's just me. But I don't have a problem with people that want to express themselves. That's okay too. And for him to be such a And look, if he'd have come out and said I don't like the people booing us. It hurts my feelings. I wish people would cheer us and and, and, and not you know not boo us. Make us feel like you're with us and not against us. If he'd have come out and said all of that, which would have fallen under the category of criticism, mm-hmm. I'd have been okay with it. Yeah. Right? Because he's he's expressing himself just like the fans are expressing themselves by booing. But when you take it to the next level of booing, booing back <coughs> with the thumbs down thing. That's just now you're just being a child. What, what are we in a fucking sandbox here? <laughs> you know, it's just it, it reminds me of that argument you used to have. You know, when you get into school, you're a dummy. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> right? Like, grow up. Just yeah. Grow up. I hope. I hope. Uh, I hope the players and the fans can just kind of move on. Right? Fans booed. Players booed. 
you're even. I think the more important task at hand is you're seven games out, seven and a half games out of first place. I think the Braves are catchable, but the Mets got to perform. Because it doesn't matter if the Braves lose. If the Mets keep losing, then they're never going to catch them. So the Mets got to perform. So maybe this this does something to the team. The, the, the most important month of, of baseball is left. Hopefully, um, you know, there's, there's only one way to win over the fans now for, for these guys. But, well, for, for, for those two specific, for bias specifically, there's only one way, and that's to perform and to win. So I think it all go. I think bias can go zero for four every night. If the fans, <clears throat> if the if the Mets start winning, the Mets start scoring nine runs a game, and bias goes zero for four every night. I, I think it'll all be water under the bridge. We start to if, if the Mets start <clears throat> to shrink that seven and a half game deficit down to down to four, down to three, down to two. People forget all about the booing, regardless and, of how he's hitting. And look, as a Mets fan, anything is possible because we gave up. A seven-game lead with 17 to play in 07. So seven and a half games with about 28, 35. 30 games left. 35. It's fucking doable. So what are we at? 110. It's doable. One, one, what, 130. We're at 130. So 32 games left. Yeah, it could be done. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 very much doable. I I personally don't think we're gonna we're gonna get there. We're we're just not we're just not that good of a team. It's all about point. catching the Braves. Catch the Braves. Well, we gotta catch the Phillies first. Yeah, but the Phillies are—they're not that good, bro. You gotta—you gotta catch one before you can catch the other. The Phillies not that good. No, no, the Phillies are not that good. But you know, and the Braves, to their credit, are playing good ball. Yeah, I, I wonder if they peaked. This, you know, they—they—they they, they might have peaked. Maybe, maybe they hit the, you know, the highest point. In the season, well, because they, let's not forget, you still have your best hitter out. They won what ten in a row, nine yeah, in a row, ten, <clears throat> ten, nine. recently, yeah. right before the Yankee series. Right. It's possible that you know they could they, have they could they, they could start to slide back a little bit, but it's still. I mean, if you just break it down in in you know in thirty two games, if they just go sixteen and sixteen, right? That's eighty six wins. The Mets have to go twenty. You know, the Mets have to win twenty three of thirty two, which is possible because they just lost uh, twenty three of thirty two. <laughs> so, <clears throat> look, anything's possible in sports. We we see it time after time. So this seven and a half game lead that the Braves have is I don't think it's nothing set in stone. Yeah, obviously, right now it looks like the fucking Mets are tail spinning. The Braves are. Far ahead of, of you know of, of both teams, but anything can happen, man. I think that's the beauty of sports, and that's why they play the games and don't end it right now. Yeah, that's right. That's why the schedule is 162 games, not 130. I'll tell you who's on a nice run is the Yankees, and the Yankees no. are doing it everywhere. I mean, they're getting good pitching, they're getting good hitting, and not great hitting, but just timely hitting. Yeah, they're, they're doing the exact opposite of the Mets, right? They're hitting with men on base. They're you know, they're hitting late in games. They just won, what was it, 12 straight, 13 straight? Something like that. And then lost two in a row. Uh, but <clears throat> but it's hard to catch the Rays because the Rays are playing great baseball as well. They're on a seven-game winning streak themselves and, you know, still holding on to a six-game lead over the Yankees. But <clears throat> for the Yankees, it'll be about getting into that wild card uh, situation, which, if I'm not mistaken, they are. I think they, they should have a comfortable lead in that wild. They card. are in the wild card, right? Yeah, they're 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 a few games ahead of the the A's for that first wild card. So, yeah, they're they're in they're doing well, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're doing well. The trade that like they're two games up on Boston, two and a half up on, and Boston's two and a half up on the A's. So they've really got a four and a half game cushion. Um, cushion sounds like the wrong word here, but you know what I mean. Uh, look, <clears throat> the trade deadline did wonders for them. I mean, it, yeah. it's incredible. Uh, their bullpen is still an issue. Uh, Chapman is an issue, but yeah, that guy can't throw strikes. Still, and when he throws them, they hit him. Yeah, far, very, very far. That's not good. Uh, they're struggling a little bit there, but. And score enough runs, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, shit. I mean, 
Huh, there's a lot of baseball left, but I don't see the I don't see the A's catching the Red Sox. The Red Sox definitely hit a tipping point, right? Uh, the, their peak. Yeah, they're struggling. They're starting to come around a little bit, though. Yeah. Well, they better they better hurry up. And the Orioles are not that far out. Yeah. Only, I mean, they're only 41 and a half out in the division. You know, if they can string a few wins together, you know, they're 33 and a half out in the wild card with 32 to play, uh, 33 to play. They're still not eliminated. I think one more loss. But, I mean, look, if they rip off 33 in a row, yeah. they could have anything is possible. Anything, yeah. <laughs> Safe to say they'll be in the basement. 40 wins. Yeah. Damn. That's rough. Well, yeah, it's... I mean, they're on pace to win 50 games. Negative, what, 231 run differential? Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're 59 games under 500, that's not that much. Holy shit. That's only four runs a game. And still, that's a lot. Jesus, that's... I mean, it's got to be hard to be a baseball fan in Baltimore. Because it's not like they're bad this season. They've been bad for several seasons. Yeah? Right, it's this is not a one-time thing. Like, how do you get you get pumped to go to an Orioles game in Camden Yards, which well, which happens to be, from what I hear, one of the most beautiful well, it stadiums. If it's a day game during the week, then you get pumped by saying, "I'm getting out of work." Yeah, I'm gonna go boo someone before they come boo me. Right, right. <laughs> and Baltimore, you know, provides that. Yeah. Now, how come is anyone booing at, at Orioles games? You think? Or at this point, do you think they're like... Oh. No, because can you name a player on the Orioles? Yeah, the guy from the Home Run Derby that... Uh, Chris Davis? No, that guy... Uh, he retired, He retired. He? Yeah. yeah, he was probably the object of a lot of booze. No, but the... Um, who's the guy Cedric from... Cedric uh, Mullins? Was he in the... Who's the guy from that, the Home that Run Derby? That kid is pretty good. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know who it was. See, that's what I'm saying. Nobody, nobody knows. Yeah, nobody you can knows boo anyway. The, nobody knows any of the, any of the players. You the fans boo. don't even know who they're booing. But you can boo somebody. Yeah, but I mean, nobody of significance is on the, you know, on the Orioles. These um, looking at these standings, these races look kind of blah. Yeah, I mean the Central is all wrapped up. Anything is possible. But yeah, I think it's all wrapped up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, you got the White Sox up ten games. The, the fucking Tigers have a better record than... Oh, no, they don't. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Better record than who? The Mets. I, th- I, th- I think they did add before yesterday. Well, before we won the last two. Yeah, because yeah. we won two and the Tigers have lost three. Ah, uh, yeah. So, okay. that explains it. Yeah, the White Sox, <laughs> safe to say they're, uh, they're going to win that division. Yeah, and you got the Astros, who are still playing good ball, going to win the West. They're up five and a half on the A's. And then... Yankees, Red Sox, and A's really fighting it out for the uh, for the wild card. But to be fair, the Yankees maybe, but the A's, I mean, I, the Red Sox. Neither one of those teams provides me any any entertainment to go up against the Rays or the White Sox or the Astros. Like Boston can beat the Yankees. I mean, they beat them for most of this. I think they pretty they much swept them early in the year, but they got yeah. swept back here recently. Yeah. Um, and plus, you know, those two teams, yeah, they, they, they play each other situation pre- there. They, they play each other tough all the time. But yeah, the, the well, that would be a one. <clears throat> that would be a one game series. One game, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you would have <clears throat> the A's playing the A's. Well, no, the A's would not make it, right? No, the A's would not. So you have the two wild card teams play each other, and then the winner of that would play the White Sox. The Rays. Rays, right? Because they, yeah. Uh, the Rays. Yeah, I mean anything can happen between the Yankees and the Red Sox, but then to have to face the Rays is not easy. I'll tell you what, the White Sox and Astros would be a hell of a series. Yeah, that could be a good series. That'd Ooh, AJ. Oh no, he went to the Tigers. I was going to say A.J. Hinch managing, but he, he manages the no, Tigers. it's Tony La Russa yeah, and yeah. Dusty Baker. The winner, wow. The winner of that series will be the manager that The lives. most analytical fucking managers we have. I mean, seriously, the, that, that will be 
the winner of that series will be who, who's ever manager does not die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those guys, how old are those guys? Old. Old, man. They probably combined 170 years old. Tony La Russa is... Tony La Russa is only 76. What did I say, 170? Easily 150, right? Yeah. And Dusty yeah. Baker's got to be... He's 76. He, well, he's about to turn 77, and Dusty Baker just turned 72. So almost 150. 149. It'll be 149 by the time they face off in the playoffs. Damn. That's a lot of years. Good for them. Uh, the National League... The National League is a little more interesting, uh, only because, it, you know, I don't completely trust the Braves. Sounds like you don't either. Right? No. Um, although, at this point, I don't really trust the Phillies and the Mets either, so it's kind of tough. Right. Milwaukee's got a good-sized lead on Cincinnati, eight and a half games. The Giants and the Dodgers are getting closer. It's now down to two and a half. And then the Padres third at I mean, it's, and it's, half out. it's been pretty close. Well, it's been steady at about four, five, six games. And here recently, the Dodgers have clamped it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then for the wild card, the Dodgers are 11.5 up on the Reds, who are 1.5 up on the Padres. The Reds fucking snuck in there on everybody, huh? Well, before the season started, I think, didn't you say before the season started you expected the Reds to be, provide a challenge at least? I don't even, I don't remember. I'll have to go, have to go back know, and look. I'm curious I think you now. did. I, I, think I you don't did. Well, I'll take the credit. Yeah, sure I did. Yeah, sure I did. <laughs> the interesting team to me is the Padres. Because I think the Padres are better than the Reds. But that team seems to be falling apart. Here's the thing about the Padres. It's not even about the Padres. It's about the national media. They did the same thing about the Padres that football did with the Cleveland Browns. Like, they hyped that team up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then what happened this past series versus versus the Dodgers? The Dodgers fucking pretty much spanked them. Yeah. Right? Might have even swept them. So, I don't, I don't think the Padres... Are that good? I just, I just don't think they're that good, and uh, and and I and I blame and I blame the national media, sports media, because they were the flashy team. They were, you know, the, they got Fernando Tatis on the squad, and I think everybody hyped them up too much. I think. Yeah, I and I, I, and look, I, I agree with you. I agree with you that the national media hyped him up, but part of that is they have the most recognizable player in baseball, right? In Tatis, and I think that well, that becomes a talking point. Why doesn't nobody hype up the Angels? They have the well, best player on the planet the last eight years. Yeah, but he's not. But and he plays on the West Coast. Same thing. Yeah, but no, hold on. If Fernando Tatis and Mike Trout walk through a mall in Iowa, who do you think gets more recognized? That's not fair because Tatis is Hispanic and fucking Mike Trout blends in in Iowa. <laughs> That's not fair at all. It's not fair. Okay. <laughs> Fernando Tatis and Mike Trout walk through Spanish Harlem. <laughs> No, you know, like... I, I, no, I, see, I, I, I see what I, you're saying. No, and I, and I see what you're saying. I think the media did hype them up some. Um, but that's still a good baseball team. They, A, they lost Tatis for a long time, which I think hurt them. And B, they've had other injuries that have, that have caused them to underperform. Um, and, and the other thing is the national media hyped them up under the impression that the Giants were going to be as bad as the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. The, the Giants have way overperformed. The Giants have surprised the hell out of everybody. No one expected them to be above 500, let alone leading the West. Yeah. And, that has, and that has cost the Padres some wins, right? Wins that they thought they were going to have that they didn't have. And you, know, you look at them now, they're 69 and 62. They're on pace to win 85 games. I think we expected more from them. I think, did they not win more than that last year? 
Not last year. Well, Impossible. That, well, yeah, maybe not last year, <laughs> but, but the um, year before they probably won more than than what they have now. Probably won what seventy games. Yeah, hold on. Seventy-five games. Might have been close to. Oh no, they were well, seventy games. But that was in nineteen. Oh. So let's see. Oh, COVID season. Let's see what the COVID season looks like. Probably won like twenty-three. Oh, Hold on, I, I really screwed this up. I don't know how to work the interwebs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think the team is that great. Oh, they made the playoffs. Yeah, they made the playoffs last year. They played 617 baseball. Granted, it's a small sample size, right? But if you take that and you extrapolate it out to a full season, that's 100 wins. Now... Obviously, it's a small sample size, so maybe you can't say they were a 100-win team, right? Or of a caliber of a 100-win team. But maybe 95, maybe 92, 93. I think we expected the yeah, same but, thing this year. But look at the teams and, they were playing last year. They played a bunch of Giants, Rockies, Diamondbacks, and they played a, a poor AL West, aside from the fucking athletics. Right, but but again, and, and that's... So that, you know, you're... you're, you're Kind of agreeing with me, the Giants overperforming has made them kind of underperform a little bit, or has taken some wins away that have them on pace for eighty-five when we thought they were a 92-93 win team. Yeah, you know, so I think that's part of the problem with the Padres. Um, they look, they've got to deal with the pitching. The pitching has been an issue, but I think it's a lot of injuries, and yeah. quite I, frankly, it's just it's. Yeah, you know, just I just don't it, think they're the way it goes sometimes. I just don't think they're any good. And earlier this season, I tweeted out when they when they played the Dodgers, there is no rivalry. The Dodgers are the better team, and I think that's been proven this season. I don't think there's a rivalry there. I think the fans want to make it one, and that's cool. But I don't think there's one, and you know, and there's a reason they're in third place right now. I mean, yeah, and it you know, I don't know that they're gonna make it. Uh, you know they they've got to they've got to turn things around here in a month, and you know they're not way out. They're only a game and a half, two games behind the Reds, right? Is that what we said? Yeah, they're only a yeah. game and a half out from the Reds, so they could I mean, they, they could get in there. The only right. problem is that then they have to play the Dodgers, who are going to beat the shit out of them, yeah. and then we can go on to to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, the playoffs would be interesting because I'm really curious <clears throat> to see how Milwaukee <clears throat> and the Giants do. In crunch time. Yeah. The thing is, both teams seem to have, you know, a, a above average offense, defense, uh, offense, pitching, bullpen. That's kind of, you know, nobody expected that yeah. from those two teams. And, I mean, you know, if, if you, <laughs> I mean, if you're clicking on all... Three of those departments, uh, I mean, shit, you can go pretty far in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'll be very, very interested, and, and I'll be more <clears throat> curious with the Giants than with the Brewers because I feel like the Giants have played a playoff-type style all year long. And I just wonder, they're good, I just wonder if that's sustainable for an entire season, or what happens when everyone else goes into playoff mode, and you know you've been doing it all year. Yeah. Does the familiarity of it make you knock those teams off, or does them stepping it up kind of put the pressure on you, and now you kind of fold? I'm curious as to what will happen with the Giants. I, I hate to say that because it sounds like I'm not a believer in them and what they've done, and I guess maybe I'm not, but um, you know. It's going to be interesting to see how I, that shakes I, out. The series against the Mets, which uh, I don't even know why I stayed up late for those games. They have pitching. And they have pitchers that pitch pretty well. Yeah. Aside from Gaussman and Cueto. And nobody's seen them before. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think... I think I, if I had to pick one of the two, I would say the Giants go a little further than the Brewers. But, I mean, who It'll knows? Interesting to see. Yeah. Interesting to see. Um, the other thing that's interesting to see, you and I last night. Yeah? 
I, I almost I almost cringe to admit this. We went out to watch the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight. So hold on. After all these years of you calling me a degenerate for betting on <laughs> uh, preseason football, virtual gaming, <laughs> playing fantasy football. You bet on virtual gaming? During COVID season? Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh I did I did it once. It was the Lakers and the Clippers and I won. <laughs> But I, I didn't bet anymore after that. I promise. <laughs> Maybe. Nah. It was too good to be true. So anyway. Yeah, so as I was saying, all these years of you calling me a degenerate, I think you are now in the same category. Because you invited me to go out and watch I, I am these a, exhibition boxing fight. I am a degenerate when it comes to fighting, yes. Yeah, yeah, I see, think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's... Because there's really no reason to go out and watch that. But on a Sunday night. On a Sunday night, no less. Which, by the I way, to, I had to get a, go to bed early so go to school the next day. Which, by the way, which kind of ties into Dad calling me. My cable box went out, and so I really I was I was just gonna sit home and do nothing, probably jerk off all night. And you just you I mean you came in clutch with the invite, man. Well, I'm glad I could <laughs> save you from your own callous hands. Um, yeah, look. It's it's entertainment, right? At the end of the day, yeah. it's entertainment. Right, right. Because what we saw last it was, night... It was fun. It was fun, <laughs> right? Like, the first fight was a freak show, right? Because you had Tommy oh, yeah, yeah. Fury, who they say he weighed in at 179. There's no fucking way. That guy was every bit of 200 yeah. by the time he got in the ring. Yeah. And the other guy weighed in at 175, and he might have been 175. Yeah. Um, so that freak show thing we watched, and then the next two fights were decent, right? Not, I mean, not bad. Yeah. And then the fight that I really wanted to watch was the Amanda Serrano fight. That chick is for real. Yeah. I she mean, I was, I, I was impressed. I've seen one other fight of hers. I was impressed back then, <clears throat> and she is good. You were not as impressed, but you don't know boxing. True. And then. Um, and then, of course, you get to the main event, which is Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. Let's break down this fight. <laughs> you know, my problem with it, just from, just from, and, and we didn't, like, we're at a bar, so we didn't get right. to hear the broadcast real well, but you can see the graphics. And Lots whatnot. of breasts and thighs at the bar. Exactly. Um, it appeared, right, like, and maybe this is the cynical side of me. So Jake Paul... Broker the deal with Showtime to put on this fight. And <clears throat> you know how it goes, right? When, when a guy's making money, everybody's making money, right? right? Everybody's making... Jake Paul's not the only one that makes money. Tyron Woodley makes money. Jimmy Lennon gets another gig. He yeah. makes money. That's the announcer. Showtime makes money. All the pay-per-view vibes. Everybody makes money. So there's a small part of me that thinks, well, no one's going to want to derail this this train, mm-hmm. Right? Because this is, I mean, it is basically a Brinks truck, yep. right? Everybody's making money. And by watching the broadcast, and, and again, we didn't listen to it all, so I'm not, I'm not saying it was like this completely, but from watching graphics and whatnot, it seemed like a very pro-Jake Paul broadcast, right? Yes, I would agree. Their, their guy that Especially was... Especially from the Barstool guys. Yeah, like, I mean, it's just... It, it was... That part was kind of... Poor, I thought. Yeah. Which, again, it takes it out of sport and into entertainment for me. And, and the judges seem to be very pro Jake Paul, according to the to the cards. Well, the right? but not as but not as pro Jake Paul as the 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 unofficial score for Showtime. Well, right. Yeah. The unofficial score for Showtime basically had Jake Paul yeah. winning every round but one. Right. Which I thought was disingenuous. Right. Yes. Um. The actual judges were closer. They had it... Um, 75, 77-75, I think, one of them. Yeah, but two of them had it 77-75, mm. which would be, if you're, if you're doing the math, would be 5-3, right? And um, Seems about right. Yeah, 5-3, I can see that. And one of them had it 6-2. I can even see that. But 7-1, ah, you know, yikes. I think, I think uh, that was a successful fight. Because again, like you mentioned, it's um, you know entertainment, and I was highly entertained. Yeah, no, and 
Look, if you watch these, if you watched a Jake Paul event to see high quality boxing, right. that's your thing. You're gonna be disappointed. Although, but if, you, if you go to watch and, and and just have fun and be entertained, it's entertaining. Although I gotta admit, he looks he looks the part up there. I mean, he's got four fights already, so I mean I, I'm pretty sure he, he like if you go back and look at his first fight and you know his fourth fight, you probably see a a, yeah. a difference. He didn't look terrible. I mean he's a pretty big guy. I didn't realize how big he was, or for, either Woodley was. First of all. He's fighting a smaller person. Yeah. Right. He he's he is a naturally he's naturally one ninety. Mm-hmm. Right. So he probably cuts down to one ninety by the time he gets into the ring. Probably two hundred. Tyron Woodley fought his entire career at one seventy. So he's just a smaller man. Right. Just, right. I mean, yeah. Not not a huge discrepancy, but he's a smaller man. That's all there is to it. And you could tell that he was. I'm not going to say afraid. But he was much more concerned than he's ever been before. Because after that fourth round, he was gassed. And that's... Uh, Jake Paul. Paul. Jake, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was, was gassed. gassed. Yeah. And that's the sign of a guy who is struggling to handle the pressure of his competition. Not the pressure of the event. Right. Because yeah, he, he's been in front of a camera all his life. It That, that whole... All the fanfare and stuff that doesn't bother me. He's at he's at home right. in that. Right. But you could tell that the pressure of this guy, who's who can fight, uh, was was a bit much for him. And I wonder. I don't know who they're gonna put him with next, but they're gonna have to be very careful, because one of the things about Tyron Woodley, and this has been the case his entire career, he is not a volume guy, mm-hmm. and yet. He went forward and put pressure on him and, and rattled his cage. If he fights someone else who is a, a more of a volume guy, right. he's going to be in real trouble. Um, there, there are guys out there that use pace as a weapon, just like a left hook or a right cross. And those guys will absolutely mop up the floor with Jake Paul. The Jake Paul we saw last night. Now, maybe six months from now, maybe he's better and he can handle it. But but the Jake Paul we saw last night could not handle a volume puncher, uh, pressure guy. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm a high volume puncher. You know, we were talking about that last night. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. How much would it take for you to get in the ring? I think, I mean... Granted, you bring no fan base to a Jake Paul fight, but... My kids, I'll bring my kids. They can watch me die. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Your kids did not watch the fight last night, so that's pay-per-view plus two. Two. Right? Unless they're both... Mom and dad. Unless they're in front of one TV. No, because their box was busted. Oh, damn. So, <laughs> so no, they're not going to watch. So I think that's what we should do. Why don't we start training on YouTube... And fucking call this guy out. You want to fight him or you want me to fight him? I want you to fight him. All right, let's do it. <laughs> let's start. I'm not, I'm not up for the brain damage. I'll do it. Okay. For the bag, I'll do it for both of us. Well, plus you're closer to 190 than I am. Probably. That's cool. I'm actually not. How much do you weigh? I weigh about one... Between 165 and 170. That's it? Yeah. Well, you've been losing weight, haven't you? I'm, I'm trying not to. I'm, I'm trying to bulk up. It's, you know, winter's coming. <laughs> All right, we'll but, start. We'll start training you, and you start calling them out on YouTube, and you know we'll see what happens. Yeah, fuck it. What can what can go wrong? I mean, look, the guy's only got four fights. It's not mm-hmm. like he's got thirty. Yeah. Right? he's not that. How, t- how tall is he? Because um, he looks pretty fucking tall. Yeah, I think he's like six something. Oh shit! Six one. Damn. All right. All right. I'm gonna have to grow. What is it? Trash cans on the knees? Yeah, you could grow. That's one I way. Mean, it worked it. for Michael Jordan. Did it? When he was in high school. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm curious now as to how old. Seriously. I, I know he's young. Look at these fucking guns, man. I can take down Jake Paul. I can take him down, bro. Plus, he's a southpaw. He's 24-6-1. Oh, I mean, he's he's a cruiserweight. I'm, I'm like a fucking featherweight, bro. <laughs> no, no, you're more than a featherweight. <sighs> we can do it. I say let's call him out. Let's start training. Put the fucking Rocky music in the background. 
and just fucking and get fucking slabs of meat. Can, and, can you even do the whole speed back thing? If we speed up the video, <laughs> you know, like time, like <laughs> by thirty or some shit. I can see how we're gonna get this fight. <laughs> video creativity. That's right. We're gonna need some editing skills. Entertaining fight. He is um, look. He's at this point. He's entertainment. Yeah. He's four zero. I can be entertained too. You know, for a million, I I can entertain. Well, you would last two minutes in there. There were two minute. There were those were three minute rounds, three minute right? Rounds, yeah. Eight rounds. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to work that out. <laughs> <laughs> the length of the fight is we're gonna have to work that out. Maybe you. Could I'm fight. willing to take a little less if we're willing to box a little less. Maybe you could. Uh, maybe you could uh, fight Amanda Serrano. Ten two minute rounds. No, because I already get knocked out by a guy, <laughs> but knocked out by a female. But she's much lighter. Yeah, you seen them? Like, when when are they gonna start doing those freak fights? M- male versus female. Yeah. And like, like I get, nominate Nate Robinson. Like, get get a regular guy with no, just give him sit, you know three months to train. Yeah. I think people would pay for this shit. I, I think so too, but what happens if the guy just fucking lays one on her and well, and knocks her out cold? Well, that's the entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> For you and me. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see. So Jake, I don't know who he's going to fight next. Uh, my guess is he's going to... Again, you can't... You oh. can't get him a legit... Like, you can't get him a legit... Five and oh, 190 pound, 25 year old boxer. You can't get him that guy because th- that guy's gonna beat him. Yeah. You gotta get him someone who's older. Tyron Woodley was 39, is 39. Someone who is smaller. Tyron Woodley's 170. You, you, someone who's not a real, not a natural boxer. Tyron Woodley's an MMA guy. Right. Um, you know, so. Those are three factors that are all in his favor, right? So maybe next time you get him someone who's an actual boxer who's 39 and fights at 154, right? Or you get him someone who, you know, is an MMA guy who's 25 and never boxed. Like, you you know, you got to start taking those away and build him up to a record of, you know, 8-0, 10-0 before you can really put him in the ring with a... A boxer, a twenty-five-year-old or twenty-six-year-old boxer who's you know nine and one and has an extensive amateur career, because what we saw last I'm, night, Jake Paul, while while he has some skills, and there were times where he was just swinging punches like like two chicks fighting in the Walmart parking lot, right? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they'll. Do, I'm pretty sure they'll do that, right? They got to build them up. <clears throat> they'll well, be. And, He's he, yeah. he's the fucking bag, right? He's right. the cash cow. And so of course you do it, yeah. right? Because each at each one of those steps, everyone's making some money, right? Yeah. Showtime's making some money. See, that's why that's why we have to fight him now, bro. Well, let's see. Which one of those factors do you take away? You have no boxing experience. You were thirty nine, and you're smaller. So you're basically Tyron Woodley without the MMA experience. Yeah, but I got, I got, I can, yeah, you I can got throw it. a punch, bro. <laughs> I can, boom. Yeah, just the way you do that tells me you're going to break your wrist before you hit him. I'm telling <laughs> you, man. I think we can do it. We got to get in now before he gets any better. Oh, uh, that's for damn sure. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you got to get him now. What about two on one? You, you and me versus him? He can't fucking handle that. Now, see, why don't they do that? Yeah, a handicap match? You know, in Russia, they have uh, they have handicap matches like MMA. Like, <laughs> whoa. You know, well, I mean, Russia's got some crazy ass shit. Yeah, they got some. They got some huskies out there. They're fucking. Those people are fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. <clears throat> but yeah, they do. They do two on one, three on one. And you would think, right? If they're doing two on one, three on one, you would think the one is like a heavyweight, and the two and the three are like flyweights. No, they're all the same size. Yeah. So guess what happens? What? The one gets his ass beat. 
Yeah? Well, they're all the fucking same size. See, see now, and that's how you know I'm a degenerate because I've seen those videos. That's right. Don't call me a degenerate anymore. You're a different kind of degenerate. After going out for an exhibition fight, we actually had beer and food and... Who does that? I'm not a degenerate. On a I, Sunday. I like to be entertained. Okay, well, I like to be entertained too. I bet on virtual yeah, sports. But you bet. Yeah. You risk your hard-earned money. That makes you a degenerate. I don't did risk... You not, uh, did you not spend money last night on beer and food? But I didn't risk it. All right, I got then. something for it. I got What'd you get back beer for? Beer and food. Oh, I got something back... I got money back <laughs> from virtual betting. You got money back for your money. That's right. I flipped my money. Oh my god! Hey, are you uh, are you doing fantasy football this year? No, nah, no fantasy football. No, look at you! You're all grown up now. Yeah, I'm, no more I'm, fantasy football. Nah, I'm not a degenerate no more. Nah, I, I can't keep up, man. Uh, it's it's devotion. Especially, I'm not getting into a fucking free league for one. If I'm playing, I'm playing for one. <laughs> if I gamble on virtual esports, yeah. you sure as fuck better believe I'm not doing fantasy football yeah. for free. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> I put the house up, man. Fuck. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I can't keep up, man. I can't keep up. Plus, the the season's longer now, so now it's seven to eighteen weeks or seventeen weeks. So I can't. I can't do it. Can't do it, bro. I know you're all into it because you've been fucking sending yeah. me all these your fancy sleepers. If you guys want, if you guys want. Quarterback, wide receiver, running back, fancy sleepers for this season. Hit up Ed on Twitter at emontana21. I won't give you I won't give you sleepers, but I will give you who to stay away from because I watch way too much ESPN and the amount of conversation around some guys. I'm like, y'all are fucking nuts. Yeah, right. So I'm not going to divulge it here. You want if you want. If you want the toxicity list, ooh, right? Ooh, That's another ooh. one of my philosophies. Ph- philosopher at If work. you want a toxic player list for your fantasy team for 2021, hit me up on Twitter at emontana21. I'll give you a list from, I think I can do just about every position. I can certainly do quarterbacks and running backs, and I think I can do receivers. You I'm don't do quite, defense. I, I don't, no, well, that I don't do, period. Because fantasy doesn't do individual defense. Players. No, well, they do teams. I know how much of it. <laughs> See, he fucking hey, he does hey, fantasy football. He acts like he does. It. Don't be stupid. <laughs> of course they don't. Um, I don't give you know. I don't. I don't go balls deep in the in the whole you know tight ends and shit like kickers. I don't do that. But quarterbacks, okay. running backs, okay. and receivers. All right. If you want to know who not to draft, okay. If you want to know. When to start laughing when your buddy drafts X guy? Mm. Hit me up on Twitter at emontana21. I will let you know. Mm. I've got I've got two quarterbacks for sure that I think are way overrated, mm-hmm. and I've got um, at least three running backs. I think I have a fourth. Okay, okay. I mean, I may have to hit you up. No, you're not playing. Well, you know. Fuck you. Well, you know, I'll go on my one of my burner accounts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Real, real quick, fantasy football. And actually, I, I kind of comment down below because I'm, I'm just interested in, in knowing what uh how, how you guys go about it. But your fantasy draft, how far ahead of kickoff week do you, do you hold fantasy draft? Because I've seen some people did it last month. Yeah. Like, that's way too soon. Yeah, you know the guy in that league that drafted Dobbins? <laughs> yeah, like, really, like, how far? You can't I, go I've, that far. I've, I've seen, I've seen, um, I've seen fantasy leagues do it the week of. So the first game's on Thursday, they do it on Monday, you gotta have your lineup in on Wednesday. I like that. Um, Maybe a week before. Yeah, so, but I think the most popular time is, like, right now. Yeah. Like, we're, we're what, uh, a week days. and a half? Ten days? Ten right? days, yeah. So next Monday would be the final Monday before the season starts? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I think yeah, a lot of people are right. doing it this week. Yeah, because I've seen some, like, I've, I've seen drafts go, like I said, July. Yeah, but I mean, does it, really, does it really matter? I mean, injuries are such yes. a big part. Yeah, but in football, more so than in any other sport, injuries are such a big part of the deal. Right, that right, That it's yeah. kind of like, 
you know, if you do it a month in advance and you get some injuries, it's no different than doing it the week before and getting an injury in week two, right? It's still a long season. You're still going to have to make moves. No one drafts their team and, and like, stays put and wins it all. Right, Although yeah. one time I did. And you won it all? Yeah. Lucky. To be fair, I had a partner. Is that when you most... called me for advice? No. That's when he to called be, me for To be life. fair, I had a partner and he did, like, 95% of the work. Slacker. Yeah. It was a group effort. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. just a smaller part of the group. Teamwork makes the whatever. Dream work. Yeah, that's right. Like that. That's right. You got uh, anything else? No, nah, that's it, man. Go bet on virtual sports, fellas. Ladies. Virtual Kids. sports. Kids. <laughs> hey there, little boys and girls. We have something for you to do. That's Go right. Go bet on virtual sports. Please don't. Please nah, don't. All right, as always, folks, you can catch our podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify. All that good shit. All that good stuff. If you want to get a hold of us here at the show, you can email the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com, positivesports10 at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of Alex, Alex, how do they do that? On Twitter at BrooklynGaucho1. Follow the gaucho, baby. Follow the gaucho. It's entertaining. And if they want to get a hold of me, how do they do that? For uh, virtual sports betting, <laughs> at eMontana21. Hit him up for his <clears throat> exclusive tox... How do you say it? Yeah. Toxic player list. Toxic player list. I'm going to hit you up, bro. You're not oh, going yeah. to know it's me. I don't care. I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'll give it to you. I, I will let you know. Not a problem. You just go ahead and hit me up, and I will tell you. Just don't tell them, because they might get mad. Nah, I'm not going to tell them. they got to find out for themselves, so make <laughs> sure you hit them up. Imagine some... No, 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 I'm talking about the players. Oh. All of a sudden, you know, I'm getting, you know, all of a sudden Cam Newton is in, yeah. sliding into my DMs. Oh, not that man. Cam Newton's on the list. Oh, he gave a hint, hint. <laughs> well, I, is anyone going to draft Cam Newton all that high? No, not that high. But some, somebody, well, some, somebody high enough will draft him. I don't think I don't think he's gonna be I don't think he's gonna be anyone's number one. No, I don't I don't think so. So that's either. not a toxic. You know, I mean, do you think you there's have... twelve better quarterbacks than him out there? Oh yeah, maybe not, bro. Oh yeah. Well, again, so to me, that's not a toxic pick, okay. right? He may not even be the starter on his team. That's what I'm saying. So I don't think so. I you know he's not toxic because he's not gonna be anyone's number one quarterback. No one's gonna draft him in the first round. The no. guys I'm talking about are guys that are going to go in the first round. Oh. I got a guy who is projected to be a top five pick who I think is going to be a total and complete bust this year. Wow. Okay, I'm really interested now. So hit him up. At eMontana21 for the tox, tox, fan, fantasy toxic player list. Hey, before we go, one, one shout out, which we don't do shout outs very often anymore because we're old. Um, we just like to talk nice about people. I'm not old. Um, shout out to Juan, the chosen one, Adams. Uh, actually, that's incorrect. Juan, the Kraken, Adams. His, his, uh, his, Twitter. his, his Twitter handle is chosen Juan285. Juan, the Kraken, Adams won the Fury FC heavyweight championship last night. Uh, first round, I believe. First round or second round? TKO. Um... Y'all know if you, if you if you do not know who Juan Adams is, check him out on episode twenty of our podcast. It, it's back a bit. It's right before he went into the UFC. He had a stint in the UFC, bowed out for a little bit, and now is making his way back by picking up the Fury FC heavyweight championship belt. One of the nicest <coughs> guys you'll ever meet, and for a guy that big, that strong, and that violent, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Yeah, I mean, just a yeah. nice. And smart. You know, you think of these fighters and you think they're all meatheads. Very, very intelligent guy. Um, team petty. <laughs> and yeah. just, just a cool dude all the way around. So, shout out to Juan the Kraken Adams on winning the Fury FC Heavyweight Championship belt. And his fight road actually is, you know, the definition of positive sports, right? Made it to, to, to UFC. Lost a couple times. He's slowly working his, back, his way back up. And um, you know, just not giving up on what he wants to do in his dream. So I think that's uh, that's that's great. He's got a college degree, and yeah. he's often asked why he fights instead of working in his college in his 
field, right? And his comment is always the same. He goes, because I don't want to live my life bored to death. This right. is what I love to do. Yeah. And let me tell you, he started off on the regional scene, worked his way into the contender series, right? At the UFC, got a contract there, fought in the UFC, struggled some, you know, went to these smaller promotions, struggled some even in the smaller promotions. Um, but, I mean, moved out to Albuquerque to one of the best MMA gyms in the country and has been working his ass off and he's working his way back. And, you know, I don't know, but if I had to guess, I would say we're going to see him in the UFC again. And the guy's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem. He's just too fucking big, too fucking strong. Yeah. I mean, the heavyweight limit's 265. He weighs in at 265. <laughs> right up to the limit. Anything else, my friend? That's it, man. Wrap this puppy up. Thank you very much for joining us on another wonderful episode of the Positive Sports Podcast. As always, folks, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.